I was bawling my eyes out because I'd never heard anybody just give me love for just being, not for doing anything, not for showing up a certain way. No, just for being alive. I was receiving and that was one of the most powerful things. Welcome to the Stay Grounded Podcast. I'm your host, Raj Jana, founder of Liberate, and it's my mission to help you become the most grounded, loving, and authentic version of yourself that you can be. Each week, I interview experts in the fields of mindset, spirituality, and emotional well-being. My brilliant guests share their tools, stories, and unique perspectives to help you develop the skills you need to show up fully for the people and things that matter most in your life. Now let's dive in. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's very special monthly reflection episode, September 2023. Oh, God. When I say that this month was one of the most, I I literally say this every month, so you guys are probably getting tired of me saying this, but this month was not the month I wanted, but it was the month I needed. And there was just so much growth and so many capacities for me. And where I started the month and where I ended the month are two like completely different endpoints. And the journey in between really is what we speak about on this podcast episode. You know, um, I've been really leaning into the medicine of spirit over the last year, like really changing my relationship to divinity and God and what it actually means to believe in a higher power. And, you know, that path has brought me experiences that have pushed me to the brink of surrender that have forced me to really let go of attachments that have really um, inspired me to connect to a deeper well of wisdom and knowing. And that journey can be messy. That journey's got a lot of highs and lows and and crazy intensity. And that's what we really speak about on this podcast. Uh, Not only do we talk a lot about, you know, my months and the specific experiences that were incredibly um, growth fueled, Um, We talk a lot about sort of how my own spiritual path has really kind of aligned with my definition of masculinity, what it means to be a man in 2023 as I define it for myself. Um, We talk a lot about how feeling and and really being present inside of some of the more intense experiences in life just open up your capacity to experience more of God, higher power, whatever you believe in. And no, this isn't a religious podcast. This has never been a religious podcast. When I speak to this idea of quote-unquote God or higher power or spirituality, I'm really connecting to the frequency that you feel in your body. Like there's a feeling of faith and trust that I think is at the core of becoming a grounded human being. Like when I really think about how do you stay grounded inside of challenge and ups and downs, it's, it's connecting to that well of faith. And we talk a lot about You've heard this over the last three months, really. My journey of connecting to that. And in this podcast episode, we talk a lot about how you can connect to yours. So I hope you enjoy the episode. If you haven't already subscribed to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps, all that means is that every single time you release a new or we release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox. Um, tag me on social. Let me know what's landing for you. Leave the show a review on any of the podcast platforms. It means a lot. And I'm just so grateful that I get to continue sharing uh, some of these perspectives with you all because it, it is one of my favorite things to do in the world. So thank you for being. Without further ado, here is Georgina and myself chatting about the month of September. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome. 
this month's reflection episode. Georgina, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back, Raj. I'm really looking forward to the conversation today and to discover more about the last month, what's been happening. Big things, I'm sure. Because <laughs> no, don't act like you. We already had a conversation about this, Georgina. You know what's happened. You know um, the alchemy. It's like, why do you come excited for this it's, conversation? It's, it's kind of, and it's. Just for context, everybody, Georgina and I usually spend about 30 minutes before we record just talking about the month, talking about the patterns, the themes, so that we can really shape this episode to be guided and really targeted towards teaching specific principles and lessons that are most relevant in my life. And, you know, this month was, um, I would say an exam. Let's call it an exam for what it was. Like, I just got done with 100 Days of Raj. and you know, it's like, okay, like I finished this, this challenge, this thing, what am I stepping into? And what am I calling in from this lens? And, you know, I think one of the things I've been really sitting with is just like, how do I want to show up in the world as a, as a man? That's been a big theme. Like if even I go back to like my affirmations that are inside of my hundred days of Raj, kind of like practice where I read my affirmations every morning, like all 95 affirmations begin with, I am a man who, and it's like, and a big part of this has been really redefining masculinity in all forms and, and, and what it means to be authentically embodied in my full expression as a man and not looking at my mentors or looking at other role models or looking at people around me or society, but really connecting to like me and my truth and letting that guide my path. And this month was uh, an exam and a test, you know, um, just to give you guys some some context and, and a beautiful exam and a test. This is truly like, and I, I want to name this with so much love. You know, I, I got a chance to um, be in Greece this, this, this month. I went on a, a 10 day sort of uh, sailing trip uh, through the Greek islands with 22 of our, my dearest friends and and community who, you know, really been a part of my healing journey the last few years. And, um, and my former lover, Gina was on that trip as well. And I hadn't seen her in three months. We, you know, had very limited conversations and both been in our own processes and, you know, and, you know, in the beginning I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to go because, <laughs> you know, being on a boat with, you know, your, your, your former partner, not sure what's going to happen, not sure what the vibe is going to be like, like, there's just a lot of unknown and uncertainty. And there was a big part of me that was just like, no, I don't want to go. Even though I love everybody there. And I just, I love the experience and it's been in the planning for a year and a half, but I said yes. And big part because one, I love my friends and I want to be around them and I want to celebrate this beautiful trip there. But two, you know, coming back to this masculinity piece, I've been really sitting with like what type of a man I want to be in my life and how I want to show up. And, you know, do I want to be the type of man that doesn't lean in to difficult experiences or, or uncertainty because he's unsure of his capacity to handle it? Does he want to be the type of man that withholds love from somebody he cares so deeply about because we are not in relationship or we're not pursuing that level of contract with each other at this point in time? Am I the type of man that has conditions around anything? And these were questions that I was sitting with. And as I sat with it, I was like, what better container 
to test how far I've come and to be in that environment with my, my former beloved as friends, just as friends and just be there and just love her as a friend. And that was one of the most illuminating experiences of my life. It really showed me like just, and, it, and it's just, it really showed me like just how I've grown, how much I've grown. Like three years ago, I could not have done that with my former partner. I couldn't have been in a container like that and been kind and loving and respectful and holding space for everything, holding space for my emotions, holding space for her emotions, holding space for just anything that's true. And, and guys, and just to name, like we are not back together. We are not getting back together at this point in time. And we love each other dearly, right? So there's like this complexity to love that I feel like I was able to really access and anchor into. And I think that's really helping me shape even like what is love, right? And and I've been on this beautiful journey of really redefining what love is for myself, right? Like it started with, you know, this hundred days of choosing Raj. And like really anchoring in that frequency of love within me, but like connecting to like just all the different frequencies of love, even the Greeks, you know, they, they had, they, they believed in all these different frequencies of love in agape or in like the passionate love and Eros or in, um, I think there's like another, another layer of love for like unconditional love, which is like God's love. You know, I, I really feel like I've been developing the sensitivity to connect to the different frequencies of love and and understand what is the most natural expression and how can I live my life from more love? How can I live my life from more um, of the choice to love and the choice to be loved and the choice to receive love and the choice to connect to love? And that's been a big part of my journey and a big part of this month and a big part of the breakthroughs that I feel like I'm continuing to experience. And, and this specific sort of journey of connecting to divine love, you know, like the, the unconditional love of spirit. God really, really started after my first ayahuasca ceremony or after I met Amy Albright, which was my, you know, my, my coach that I've been working with for over a year. Um, you know, she really helped me start like, she, like working with her really helped me open up to like, okay, like what is divine love? What is spirit? And how does that flow through me? And how can I live a life that is in service to spirit? And how does that then express into my relationships, into my work, into the um, into the different uh, ways that I want to live my life, into my art, into my my devotion, my impact? Like, how does it all weave in? And I feel like I've been on that journey for about a year, but this month, just based on the the experiences and and the uh, the the containers that I was in, and the way that I was able to hold myself through it, really brought so much clarity to that question. And, and it really actually, I think like truly like this felt like a final exam, like a grand finale this month to help me really anchor in principles that I've been seeking and trying to integrate my entire life. It feels like. And so when I say that this month truly was, I think one of the most powerful months of my life, I mean it because it was the month of me putting myself in situations that were emotionally charged were triggering that forced me to access different layers within myself that I normally wouldn't have had to access, which then opened up the channel to really feel what God is, 
to really feel what spirit is, to really feel the frequency of that within every bone of my body and live as it, live through it. And that is now defining the type of man that I am. That is defining the principles that I live with and my own expression of masculinity and what it means to be alive inside of my body as a man in this world, in this dimension, in this plane that we're here. So I'll pause there because I'm sure there's a lot that you can, I just trust you to guide the conversation. Well, I mean, that was a lot. That was, I mean, for so much from discovering frequencies of love to being in a container where you are having to hold yourself and other people at a new level through discovering different aspects of yourself, through connecting with, with, the, with the divine and allowing that spirit to flow through you. Um, the piece that I'd love to pick up on is you talked a little bit as well about masculinity and uh, de- deciding and choosing a man you want to be. Can you give us more kind of texture around that? What are you discovering is the man that you, you're wanting to be at this time? I think I used to in the past always orient. And I think this was something I became aware of really. It was like, I'm, I was orienting to becoming the type of man that women wanted me to be. Ah. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of that in the space. It's like traditionally, and this is why I think masculinity is requiring uh, an evolution because a lot yeah. of the ways that women needed us to support them in the past just isn't really true anymore there's still a lot of principles yes but like the world is evolving and our definition of what it means to be a man is is really not it's still pretty archaic and so the 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 journey for me has been from orienting to how i think or or how i feel like all these you know how women want me to be versus like reading the books on masculinity and learning from the teachers on masculinity on like how the principles of polarity and masculine feminine like Putting that aside and just coming back to like, what is the truth of love and how does that want to express in every moment and allowing that to be the frame that defines masculinity? Is that leading in some situations or is that surrendering? Is that charging forward and penetrating with my consciousness or is that listening and being intuitive and sensitive and soft? Is it being hard and fast and going as fast as I can? Or is it being slow and patient and being with the experience? What depth of presence is required for me in this moment, depending on what I'm experiencing in the moment? These are all now like it's coming back to an internal orientation of me being fully embodied as opposed to it being something that is tactical or something that is um, what I think I need to be doing, which is of the mind of the mind is like all the frameworks and the tactics, and they're helpful to get us started, but they only take you to a certain level because the spirit is infinite and your, the way your spirit expresses through your body can be absolutely boundless. If you actually get rid of all the structures in the mind, if you let go of the mind and allow spirit to define your upside it's a whole nother game. It's a whole new level. It's actually, there's infinite levels. You're never done. You're never, you can always expand into more of you and anything you experience in the present moment is actually truth. And what you were yesterday is not what you are today. It's what you are right now. That is all that is. And that's ultimately how I've been reframing my own compass. If I think about 
how I'm showing up in the world and what I'm orienting to and, and, and what frame I'm living through. This is the frame is how can I be just, how can I serve love in this moment? That's it. That's ultimately what my Dharma as it flows through me and how does that want to express? That is my definition of masculinity in that moment. Oh, that's, I mean, that's, that's beautiful. And I think, I think you're right. I think masculinity does need an upgrade. I think um, there are lots of challenges and issues at the moment with that, with that conversation. Um, and this, and this, this is such a beautiful place to be, to be going within and using your own experience as that compass to decide what is truly masculine in the moment for you. But through this lens of love, which you've already been describing as being way more of a spectrum than maybe like the love we we would perceive in in this culture as being the the, the form to strive for. So can can you let's talk a little bit more about those different dimensions of love and how how are they being expressed for you? Can you can you? Yeah, example? I just want to name something real quick. I don't think most people have actually met the truth and the magnitude of love that they actually are. We're so disconnected. You know, we live in a society that lives from the head up and we're so disconnected mm -hmm. from our hearts and so disconnected from our power and so disconnected from our expression, our sexual expression, like this column of life force energy that is ours. Like, and I'm not saying sexual, I said this on last, last month's podcast, I'm not saying sexual expression in the form of like sexuality, although it does express a sexuality. But what I mean is this, this creative life force that is who you and what you actually are. That magnitude is what you actually are. We are disconnected from it because of traumas, because of life challenges, because of fear, because our minds are trying to protect us from uncertainty and spirit, life force. The heart is very uncertain, very unpredictable. There's no like rhyme or rhythm to the way it moves. It's just got its own pulse and it's intuitively connected to everything that's happening in the field. And so we naturally have this disconnection. And as a result of having that disconnection, I believe that's why we really don't step into more authentic expression of love. Like, I think this is the truth of love. And I think plant medicines and psychedelics and breath work and all of these different tools are helping us sever that mind-body connection and actually mm -hmm. connect it or not sever it, but like bring the mind-body connection back online so that we can be with our truth, our feelings, so that we can be with our depths. And in those depths, I think that's where you can now begin to feel the different frequencies of love, right? Like there's a difference between true unconditional love and attachment, right? Like, and I think mind, like attachment lives in the mind, attachment to a relationship needing to be a certain way, attachment to you withholding love because you're not getting love back. Like these are all attachments, rules, egoic structures that are of the mind. And I think most relationship advice honestly lives up there. It's very jaded up there. But I think when we come back to the truth of love, what is the kindest thing we can do? It's it's to love the people in our lives with everything in us exactly as they are. Right? And it's like, I can hold incredible love for Gina as a friend. Platonic, where I see her fully. And I can hold incredible love and gratitude for being in love with her for feeling the gift that is, the magic that is. They're both different frequencies. I can feel the frequency of trust in being chosen by the universe 
not even chosen by me, that the universe loves me so much that she is constantly giving me experiences and challenges and opportunities and magical synchronicities that are allowing me to wake up to the fullness of myself. That is love. Wow. And feeling that in my bones, feeling that in my depths, living from that place of knowing that's love. Like that to me, these are the, and I think you can only get there through like by leaning into life. Like it's like leaning into heartbreak, leaning into challenge, leaning into these initiatory experiences, leaning into when we're in difficult plant medicine ceremonies or when we're in difficult therapy environments, like going into our work and accessing the depth of love. We can call it self-love. We can call it divine love. We can call it whatever we want to call it, but at the core of it, it is just love. And connecting to that deeply through different tools is to me the pathway to developing that sensitivity. And I think that's a big part of what the inner work is. When I say the inner work, it is truly learning to access that love within yourself and unlocking it, unclogging your natural conduit to that love so that your body can heal, so that your mind can heal, so that your heart can heal. And that that love is 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 always there. It's present. It's everlasting. It's unconditional. It is your fucking birthright. And we've been shown somehow by society, by structures at large, that we don't have this intuitive, innate power. That is love. And I am realizing how much bullshit that is after my four years of being five years being on this journey having seen thousands of people on this journey, now building a company in the space that is supporting people on this journey, how much bullshit that is. This narrative that we are broken, this narrative that we are, we need to be fixed. No, there's just a lack of connection to this love. And when we repair this connection to our own internal column of love, we naturally heal. We naturally become more alive. We naturally become expressed. We naturally become kinder, more compassionate, more confident, more connected, more calm, more centered, more creative, more courageous. We naturally become the ripple that just loves and, and shows up as love in the world. This is, it's, it's, it's been a journey to get to this point. And I, this month was just so fucking huge. Like, for me and just i'm just i'm very grateful for every single moment every trigger every challenging moment every hard conversation every expression of love for myself and expression of love i've received every rejection every redirection every no every yes i just feel so grateful for all of it because it's just helping me become this is helping me show up as this for myself and for the people in my life and as a leader for my teams, as a leader for my communities. I mean, everything is, um, it's just pure love. So. I really enjoyed that. That was, that was something, that was something and the conviction in the way you're speaking right now and this notion of connecting to the column of love within you and using that as a, a guide and, and a light and a, a compass almost. And what I what I'm really curious to know is like I can I can sense a level of, of embodiment in you as you as you're expressing and explaining what's been happening for you. And 
I'd love to know what what advice would you give to somebody who's thinking that sounds amazing that sounds amazing I wouldn't be able to do that and my life circumstances feel quite constrained and restrained I feel that there are physical things in my life tangible things that I can't just break through so I can live in this way I've got a job to do I've got commitments to make this kind of stuff how do we start to have the courage or the faith or whatever it might be to allow the the life that we live to be laid down a little bit so we can start to access spirit and allow that to guide us more you know i mean the most fundamental entry point into spirituality is gratitude i mean if you want to get really simple it's just giving thanks for everything you have in your life no matter how shitty it is or how good it is if you start there that's how i started my first ever pathway into spirituality was i bought a course from my mentor yannick silver and in the course, the first thing he had us do was write down 25 things we were grateful for. And I remember when I got down to like, first three were like, easy, I'm grateful for my mom, I'm grateful for my dad, I'm grateful for my brother, I'm grateful for my work, da, da, da. And then when I got down to like level, like number 16, I, like, I had to really dig. And when I dug, I, I started writing that, like my writing got bigger and more expressive and more feeling. And I started crying. Because I was realizing all these things I was grateful for that I wasn't allowing myself to be grateful for. And that's how spirit broke into me. Prayer is the entry point. It does not have to be anything more than that. It is just a deep prayer of seeing everything in your life through the lens of love. And how this even, the most challenging thing in your life, is still love. And, 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 it's, and it's anchoring in that and coming back to that every single day every moment and trusting in that that is the path that's the gateway and if you just did that in your life you are living a life led by spirit because you are inherently in order to do that you have to trust that everything in your life is happening for you and as you begin to do that then you can begin going into the next layers of breaking into the body of breaking into your feelings and breaking into and learning to access the love that is a felt experience of that. And like coming back into you and building the relationship with you, that is spirituality. You learning to love you is the pathway to God because God lives inside you. Your body is the temple for the soul and soul to me is that expression of God. We have this feeling inside of us. And so when we tend to our bodies and we stop numbing our pain and we become present to our pain and we use tools like Liberate or different therapies or whatever is out there and available we, to become intimate with our, with our pain, with our, our experience, now you're opening up to even more God, the divinity that is you, the perfection that is you. So these are very simple pathways. You don't have to give up your dream. You don't have to give up your job or change your life. It's just in those moments where you are met with adversity, how do you choose to be? What do you choose to believe? How do you choose to see? That to me is the pathway. It is truly there. The awakening is in the moment. It is not in a thing outside of you. It's in your awareness. Your awareness is the pathway to spirituality and God in my eyes. And that awareness is your birthright. And it feels, as you're saying, that's where you started. You started with gratitude. And you've been on this path for all these years. And you've 
you've come into this place now where you're able to use and access different spiritual tools to be able to tap in even deeper to yourself. So can you talk a little bit about some of the the tools that you're finding most useful now that are enabling you to expand your capacity and your ability to live a life that's led by spirit? I would say entrepreneurship. (laughs) Probably the biggest tool going from employee to entrepreneur was a big spiritual, um, I mean, stay grounded started as a result of that, to be honest, like I, I was so stuck in fear. I needed to have experts on the show to help me step into more love and trust and forces unseen. And so it's like, you know, entrepreneurship definitely does that. And then, um, you know, plant medicines and psychedelics have been a massive tool for me. Um, you know, they've, uh, opened me up to just a whole new world of connection to parts of me that I was very unaware of. Like I was very disconnected from my emotions. I was very disconnected from my heart. In fact, August, 2019, no, actually June of 2020, I remember sitting in a, in a, uh, a journey. It was like a, a group, you know, medicine circle. And I was sitting with a friend of mine and she, and she asked me, what do you think unconditional love is? And I remember telling her, I don't, there's no such thing as unconditional love. That's what I said in June of 2020. Wow. And that was because I didn't actually feel it in my body mm-hmm. and connect to it. And later that, like two days later, I finally, somebody, I went through this process of, I was in this like container. There's another tool where you can talk about it. Like, and I was in a, in a, in a, in a retreat experience where there's this other person who we wanted to, we just wanted to say something to, and, and they're going to reflect back unconditional love. It's like somebody that you just feel represents that for you or somebody that you admire. And like, I just picked one person in the room, a guy named Steve Young. Steve sat in front of me and I was just like, Steve, why do I just trust you so much, man? I trust you so much. Like I would just follow anything, anything you, you put out there, I buy. I just trust you. And he's like, Raj, because I don't need you to be anything different than what you are. I love you as you are. You've done so much in the world and you don't need to do any of it. I love you just for being. And I fucking cracked open. I was bawling my eyes out because I'd never heard anybody just give me love for just being. Just for being, not for doing anything, not for showing up a certain way, not for, which are all conditions. No, just for being alive. I was receiving and that was one of the most powerful things. And then being around other people that also believe that and can see you, you know, and, and, and are all learning to see each other, like being a part of communities like that was one of the biggest breakthroughs for me. Um, and you know, but really for me, I think the, the really when it started like leveling up like crazy is when I met Amy and, um, I had Amy on the podcast. In fact, I'll probably bring her back on the podcast just because she's been such a secret. I've been a part of like her mystery school, if you want to call it that. She's been really helping me access deeper levels of my own spiritual intuition and helping me access deeper levels of my own energetic like capacity, like really stretch my capacity, increase my capacity, like create a bigger container for the magnitude of spirit that wants to flow through me like a lot like how can i be the the greatest channel and conduit mm-hmm. for god and that's really been like the scope of our work and you know i remember i did like a, a psilocybin journey with her 
uh, about a year ago, well, a year and a half ago, that broke me open to, and and with her facilitation specifically because she's teaching me how to actually like like we went into that space and she was teaching me how to like anchor in what I was experiencing in the medicine so that I can get out of the medicine and do it outside of the medicine. So she what she was she was teaching me like Raj, this is actually what's going on right now in your mind. Do you realize how this victim story over here is a fucking story? You realize that, right? Like you see, you're actually choosing that. Like you're creating this. So just choose something else because you're a fucking creator. And that was the big jump from victim to creator. I remember I had a big journey and that was like, I think the podcast was like unleashing your infinite potential or something like that. I don't remember, but it was like a, like a monthly reflection was all about waking up my creative potential. And that was what that was. Hmm. And then the integration of that in life and life gives you challenges to continue stepping up and owning everything in your life. Like, so then it was just a daily practice of like, okay, even this thing that I know somebody else wronged me with, like I had a business partner or a, a colleague who stole lots of money from myself and my company. And I was in this victim place. And then like the practice was, can I actually see that I created that? That was my responsibility. I showed up in a way that allowed for that to happen. He didn't do it. Yes, there's like, and it was like this ownership of the problem. Like actually like, I called in this person to teach me this lesson. Now I was like waking up to another level of the curriculum. It's like looking at life through the lens of soul curriculum and how every person in my life was showing up to teach me a lesson. And then I had my ayahuasca ceremony in Nosara. And then that opened up more spirit, my ayahuasca ceremony in, in April, which then you know led to Gina and I kind of like uh, uh, closing out the last iteration of our relationship and what that was. And so each of the tools of these, but with each leveling up, there's an integration period. And I think that's really important because that's the tool. The tool to me is actually the integration. Like these, the spiritual tool, or if you think of the tools, there's the things that wake you up. There's the mentors, the, the practitioners, the tools that wake you. And you have this incredible level of insight and clarity. But the real magic is in bringing that home. Sure. Right. And that integration is what I think requires. That's, that's the work. That's the real work because you could get caught on this hamster wheel of just going to journey after journey, after journey, after journey and tool after tool, after tool, after tool, practitioner after practitioner without actually making any real progress because you're not actually bringing the work home. And that's why even at liberate, like everything is about helping you bring the work home. Like we're all, we're teaching this integration, the skill of like, how do you actually bring all of this back home and make tangible lasting changes in your life? Like how, and we, there's, so there's skill sets that you learn, like skill sets of how to integrate the insights from your life into habits and practices and goals. How do you actually set boundaries? How do you actually communicate your truth? How do you actually learn to work with your thoughts, feelings, and emotions? How do you make sense of your past? How do you find your, 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 your through line? How do you find your message in your mess? Like these are all things that we teach at Liberate, which are very important. But I think most importantly, like the, so the tools of that, and then one tangible integration tool for me has been my personal manifesto. My personal manifesto has turned into like, I go into one of these big journeys and these big kind of massive breakthrough experiences. Like I had one last week with Amy. It was one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had in my life. I like met my soul. It turned into a dragon. 
And like, I saw this massive red dragon just being all dragony. And I was like, holy shit, like I need to integrate that because how do you integrate a dragon just rolling around everywhere? And, um, you know, and so like, <laughs> how, how do you embody that? So then I went back to my manifesto and I updated my manifesto through the voice, the lens, the feeling of the dragon that I was feeling in the days after my journey with Amy. And now that's my integration. And every morning I wake up and I read that to myself to remind myself of who and what I am and how I want to show up and what are my principles that guide my life. You're so right, because we can sometimes have these big experiences, these big breakthroughs, and it's a real feeding in the moment or a real vision, like an understanding of, okay, that's who I'm that's who I'm supposed to be. That's what I'm supposed to be stepping into. And then you step away from that experience and the feeling fades and suddenly like you're back where you were before. So I love this notion of the... And writing your manifesto through the lens of the Raj that has emerged. And you talked a little bit before about how you've been expanding the capacity you have to hold your soul, to hold yourself. How, how is that going? How does that feel? And how, you know, how do you know that your soul is asking for something bigger? Talk us through that experience. Well, yeah, so I'm just going to name increasing capacity. Let's just talk about that as a skill. Mm-hmm. Increasing your in my eyes, you want to call it spiritual capacity. You want to call it whatever capacity is by opening up your body to be a channel for whatever wants to come through. Mm-hmm. So the way you do that is by being in full presence with what is. If you have an emotion, if you have a feeling, if you have something that you're running from, you are naturally going to be disconnected from the, from, from the truth because the truth is what's here and now. People live in denial. They live, they're in relationships they don't want to be in. They're in jobs they don't like. They're in all of these things. And that's fine and dandy, but you cannot actually open your spiritual capacity until you sit with the feelings that are associated with all of that. If you numb yourself with alcohol, if you try to run from the thing that's here, if you don't build the skills, there are skills to feel your feelings. There are skills to learn how to understand what's going on within you. But if you don't take the time, energy, efforts to actually do that work, you can't actually increase your capacity for truth to come through. Like you have to be a clear vessel for the truth. Otherwise, you're just going to be living in a projection of your trauma. You're going to be living in a projection of what's happened in the past. You cannot actually create a new consciousness, a new future with the same consciousness that created it. Like you just cannot. And so to me, that is it. And the way to alchemize, which is the word metabolize, which is another word like that, like metabolization and alchemy is like how you increase your capacity. And that to me is just feeling what's here, being fully present with what's here and not running from it. And then all the tools that are out there to help you do that, right? So community, like your like meditation, the liberate process, like there's all these tools and things that you can go to, to help you get there. But like, to me, that is what's that's that's the most that's the thing that's most alive and present is like increasing your capacity is directly proportional to how willing you are to be with what is Mm. how deeply can you treat this moment like it's the grand finale and really be with this experience in its full totality i can really understand now it makes so much sense why you're calling in such big experiences because these big experiences are inviting you to just hold so much more and then having that discipline and that willingness to be present with what's actually happening and what that then opens up for you. But it sounds like the support structures you have in place, like for example, you talked about Amy, for example, yeah. having the structures that feels really important. Oh my God. And also 
coach yourself. And it's, it's everything, out. right? So like for me, my support systems, I have a coach or a, a spiritual guide, a mentor, right? And then I have community. And then I have um, a tool for tracking my triggers and processes, right? So those are the three main things. So like the tool for tracking my triggers and processes is my reflection process and then liberate. Liberate is where I, you know, our app is where I log all my triggers. Like our process is how I get to the root of my triggers. Like that's where I'm, also like where our community is, like we have a really thriving community of people that are supporting one another there where I have my my other partners and healers and, and people on my path and people that are contributing to the community. And then, um, yeah, and then community, really. It's like just friends, family, allies on the path alongside you, right? Like to me, like it's really important. Like there's, you can, you do not do this alone. I, I've mentioned this a lot of times, like this is not a solo journey. And you thinking it's a solo journey is actually a trauma response. Hyper-independence is a trauma response of not trusting other people, of not trusting God, of not trusting that, that you, you deserve to be held and it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's meant to be healed. Like those trauma responses are meant to be released and alchemized and metabolized. And the way you heal your lack of trust in other people is through other people. Makes sense. Right? You don't like if it, it's, it's like if you got your traumas from others, the way you heal them is with others. Yes, there's a lot of work you can do on your own. But to me, like this is a part of it. Like it's all stuff that there's stuff you do on your own and there's stuff you do with others. There's stuff you do with one on one practitioners or stuff you do by yourself and community. It's just understanding how to navigate that process. And that's like I said, I've, you know, I've said liberate like a million times, but liberate and everything we're doing at liberate is to help simplify this process for people for $137. That's it. It's literally it. And it's the, and it's just, it literally simplifies the entire process of going within and gives you all the tools and support systems you need so that you can step into the fullest expression of who you are. That's it. And that's, that to me is like the, the ultimate and, and just to be gentle with yourself, like this capacity, right? Like it's taken me five years. Like I said, I don't think I would have been able to go to and experience any of the things I experienced this month, three years ago you work your way up and everything. And I'm realizing for myself, like, like, you know, some of the breakthroughs I had this month are only possible because of the last four months. Yeah. It's like, crazy. Isn't it? When, when you look backwards with hindsight, you know, the path just lined out, you can see exactly how, you know, I can see it. Time. You can see. And it's like, this is the, this is the medicine of spirit, right? Like you don't have a calculated, like, Oh, you take one step, two step, three step, four step that equals, you know, this it's so unpredictable. And so, triggering and you just don't know when it's going to stop and you're just like in it and when you do experience the breakthrough it's so expansive and that's what i'm really also coming back to like realizing like you know transformation the the arc of transformation is from going from contraction to expansion contraction to expansion contraction to expansion and most people when they're in periods of contraction which is like the crunchiness the feeling the density you're like in your process you're like you don't know what the hell is going on if you go into a mental health provider at that point, they're going to diagnose you as fucking crazy, as broken, as, as, as psychotic, depressed. <laughs> but what I've found is that when you stick through that process, when you lean into your practices, when you lean on community, when you go to your tools, when you go through your, your expressions and you break to the other side and you get the insight, you get the lesson from the experience, then it's just expansive. Then you're clear. Then you're just flying. And it's like this whole new wave of you until you meet the next contraction. Yeah. 
And so yeah. it's this journey. You're never done. It's just a lifestyle of being fully awake in this lifetime, right? Like you like, and it's not a choice that everybody makes. Like, but if you're listening to this podcast and you're this far in, I imagine you are somebody who is inspired to wake up to the fullness of your life. And if that is what you want, then you have to go into the contractions. You cannot numb yourself in those contractions because if you do, you'll just stay stuck there. Like those contraction periods, those initiatory experiences are here to bring forth aliveness and unlock connection and depth and presence. And in that unlocking, you hold so much magic. Like you have the ability to literally experience so much more in your life, so much bliss, so much joy, so much like... I feel so grateful for all the experiences because like I am so grateful for my life today. Like I, I truly feel like all the challenges were all worth it. Even if and I, I think what you're saying as well is this notion that yes, there are parts in the contraction that are really difficult, but if you go in and you're tooled up and you've got processes and practices that can actually hold you and support you during those really difficult times, you are supported to get through to that expansion phase rather than just getting lost in in the you know the, the difficulty of the Era. And that's where the break really comes in and the community comes in and the support structures come in and all the things we're talking about. Like that's such an important thing to remember. Totally. I mean, like this is the, and that's, that's where I'm, you know, my mission is to help you in the contractions mm-hmm. and to fan your flames when you're in the expansion. All right. Like that to me is like where I really want to, I feel called to support people because I know what happens when we're in the expansion. And when we, if we can all fly as our most authentic selves, our most liberated, most expansive selves, the world will be a better place because I trust in humanity. I trust in our hearts. I trust that underneath every trauma we've experienced, every, every bad thing that's ever happened to us, there's a mountain and an ocean of good. And I believe when we tap into that good and we truly unleash it within ourselves, we naturally become conduits for love. And we naturally become the most beautiful expressions of love and the world just gets better. We care for our environment. We care for each other. We support. And so like, to me, this is why I'm so, this is why I'm dedicating all my time, energy, effort to building um, tools and frameworks and even the content and stay grounded. Like why we're, why I'm pouring so much here is because I believe in this message so much. I believe truly that you listening everything within you to heal to expand to grow there's just unconscious programs unconscious emotional traumas that that are getting in the way and i think up until now you maybe didn't know how to actually work with all of that and now there's a tool now that's what liberate can support with and so all this is you know so if you've been watching along for the ride and if you've been listening, you know, to this podcast for a while and you're you're ready to go deeper into your own depths, I invite you to join. Um, come check out Liberate. Go to rajana.com forward slash L-I-B-E-R-8 and just learn about our current offerings. And I think right now we have a $137 program. It's uh, it's a personalized six-week program um, where we just design a, a tailored program for you to begin learning the tools and the skill sets to work through the contractions when they show up and really teaching you how to ride, ride the bike of your own consciousness so that when life hits you at something, inevitably, you know, you have a toolkit and a bug out bag that you can carry with you for all of those challenging experiences. And so I'm so proud of what we've built and it's getting better and better 
And so I'm just like, I'm literally like just over the moon proud of how far we've come and where we get to go. Amazing. Amazing. So everyone remember to go and check out that website. And Raj, if you had to thread a, weave a thread through the last month, September, 2023, what is the thread you'd pull, you'd pull out the, the theme? Oh, just, I think the, the, I mean, the, the theme I've talked a lot about just spirit, but it's like surrender, right? Like, like the medicine in that. And, uh, I think when I look back on this month, it's really just like, I can see so clearly why everything needed to happen the way it did. And I think sometimes that's really hard to do when you're in your experience, when you're in the trigger, when you're in the challenge, it's hard to, but those are the moments when. I invite you to really like, those are the moments where you actually meet God. Those moments where you don't feel like anyone's there to hold you when you feel alone, when you feel afraid, that's when, if you just, if you can surrender into the feeling and allow yourself to feel the feelings, you, you end up at a, at at a rock at like a hard place where you, you actually get a message. Like you receive a download, you receive a thing that's just like solid and it's clear and it's yours. And you can only access that in the moments of initiation. And I just want to invite that for everybody, you know, like to me, surrendering into the initiations and allowing them to really wake up your capacity to receive divine love is one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves. And it's one of the greatest gifts I gave myself this month. And just over the year, I feel like I've been really on this journey of surrendering my need for certainty from the external world to really sourcing my certainty from within and sourcing my certainty from my conviction in what I know to be true deeply in my heart because i know that is connected to spirit god the universe a higher power a beautiful intelligence that just wants what's best for the world what's best for me and it's and i feel like i've really that's been my ultimate you know path and i really feel like i feel more grounded today than i ever have as a result of directly shifting my relationship to feeling the fullness of what is actually happening in the moment and not running from that and really being with the experience that's here no matter how much my mind wants to fill the space with security and comfort and certainty and reach outside of it like and being kind to myself when i do because i'm not perfect right and it's like the process of the messy process of like you go into these periods of deep contraction and then you're like you're just grasping 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 and then eventually nothing is giving you the comfort you desire except just being fully with your experience and when you're in the experience then support just magically shows up (laughs) you get the right text or you go down the right line you find the book that you were looking for or you have a conversation and there's just the person that was magically supposed to be the one that gave you the answers right there or you accidentally planned an in-person retreat with your coach before you knew you had this retreat which is what happened with me (laughs) like you know, it's like, that's the beauty of the universe. That's the beauty of when we just allow ourselves to feel what's present and trust in what's unfolding and what actually shows up in result. And when you see that enough times, that's how you build your faith. And to me, building faith has been, building my faith has been the theme of the month. And I've been on that, but I think it's continuing to be 
the practice and and uh and and the ultimate path that i think i'm on i love that and i'm really taking that thing you said earlier about when you sink in you find this solid ground this you know rock underneath you that you can really hold on to and when i took away from what you just said then is yes we can feel like we need to find certainty in things outside of us but what this journey feels to be is remembering that there is certainty but it's inside us and certainty and trusting god so just completely transforming where certainty sits in our lives i i really enjoyed hearing that because that really resonated with me it's the source of certainty it's just the source because we still need certainty in our lives it's just recalibrating where we're sourcing it from Mm -hmm. right and for me like i even think about it it's like okay i want i'm grasping for certainty right now from someone, from something, from anything outside of me, whether it's like, I need to know this, or I have to know that, give me the answer. Great, right? And I can use those moments where I'm grasping to sit with the feeling. Because who knows what tomorrow is going to hold? Yeah, sure. What if it just shows up tomorrow? Yeah. What if it just shows up in a week? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just let's just be with that for a second. Be with the magnitude of what I'm saying right now. Like, you mm-hmm. don't know. So, in the not knowing, that's enough for me to break the need to know right now, because I don't know. I'm still in the middle of my story. I'm still writing it. Things are still unfolding. And if it showed up magically in two months, amazing. I'd still be really happy. And. By being present with what is and letting go, I'm also now building. And what's coincidentally fucking crazy is that it's have you ever there's like when you actually let something go, it comes back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you've let go, and because the energetics of you trying to hold on is fear. Yeah. But when you let go, that's when you start to resonate in a way that things actually begin to come into your life. That's when you start to bring and attract the frequency that you are. And that's what I've been really learning and connecting to and seeing as my medicine and my path. It's, it's, can I be with what is and not grasp and what behaviors of mine are grasping, like being aware of yourself enough to know like, Oh, this thing I'm doing bullshit, Raj. I know you're saying it's from this place, but it's actually to experience this thing. So being real with yourself and being like, anytime you have the tendency to go use your coping mechanism, be with what is. And that's the path. Final question for this episode. How did you stay grounded this month? Uh, journaling, writing, reading my manifesto. That was it. I mean, I was reading it like three, four, five times a day. Um, being fully present with myself. Like really feeling and like really coming back to, like I said, my anchors, my principles, connecting to God, connecting to all of it. Like really, really, really deepening that that's been my prayer i guess my prayer if you had to name it as like a a collective thing it's been my prayer that's what's kept me grounded consistently and it continues to be the most powerful tool i have for um, just living a life that is that is truly mine awesome thank you so much 
everybody thank you so much for listening if this episode was helpful for you please leave us a review on the on the show and let me know what is your biggest takeaway tag me and georgina on social media let us know what came through but we love you guys thank you so much for being here and that is a wrap for this week's episode of stay grounded i'm your host raj this is your old friend georgina and from us stay grounded we'll chat soon Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Stay Grounded. No matter where you're from or what you're going through, I hope it helps you remember just how incredible you are and have always been. If you're on a path of emotional healing or self-discovery and would like to learn how Liberate can support your journey, head to www.rajana.com forward slash liberate. That is L-I-B-E-R-8 to learn more about our current group programs and one-on-one offerings. I love you guys and I'll see you next week.